0: Hi, this is Surya Devi and welcome to A Voice for Love. I'm a world music artist and healer from Vancouver, Canada with over two decades experience serving individuals from all walks of life. We're going to be speaking with leaders and visionaries from around the world in the field of art, music, activism, health, education, spirituality, and more to talk about what it means to be a voice for love. We're going through massive changes on the planet right now, and I believe that what the world needs more than ever are people who are aligned, heart-led, and who can speak from the soul to help usher in even bigger shifts that will elevate us all into a more harmonious existence together. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Hey, everyone, this is Surya. Welcome to A Voice for Love. And I am so excited today to welcome you. uh, My very special guest here, John, a.k.a. Illuminati Congo. Welcome, my friend.
2: Thank you. Thank you for welcoming me and opening this opportunity for us to build.
1: Yes. Well, tell tell everyone a little bit about you.
2: I do breath work. I teach breath work and I do hip hop and I share that. And I am an author. Uh, I write books uh, about all types of stuff from etymology to physical immortality, rainbow body, and uh, other, other subjects. And uh, I'm, you know, my identity is, is way beyond any words that I could say, but those are some of the things that I do and share.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And so I'll just share with everyone that I know, John, because we've worked together on a number of different projects. We did an album together, a couple singles, lots of stuff. So we're connected musically and yeah. uh, spiritually as well, very much. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate what you do and how you do it, because you have a very, very unique medicine. <laughs> I was thinking about that when I was, like, driving back from dropping off my son.
2: Thank you. Thank you. You, you as well. You share uh, uh, things and perspectives and information that's very valuable, and, and the way that it's done Jesus. is is very important, too. Uh, it takes some finesse to be able to share information without uh, acting like you're trying to rescue people, or w- or without trying to act like you're on some type of high horse, uh, and you're you're very good at at sharing uh, perspectives that way. So thank you.
1: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, you you have. Um... Do you know the word hayoka?
2: Uh yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So somebody, I, I, I don't want to like, that, that's not my, that word doesn't come from my tradition. I believe it's like a Navajo or like indigenous type of word, but mm-hmm. it refers to a certain type of person, like a certain type of medicine that comes in and gives sort of a disruptive shift of perspective. And when I think mm-hmm. about the way that you do things, that's kind of the way because you just have this, I mean, your, your posts make me laugh out loud so many times because like, it's, it's just so funny. So I'm curious and so this series is called A Voice for Love and one of the reasons exactly. why I wanted to have you as a guest is because you really are a voice for love both in your musical expression and also in the way that you that you just express yourself every day you know on social media. So I'm curious if you can share with the listeners anything about like your process or how did that evolve for you to become to, to be that way or were you always that way.
2: <laughs> uh, I've probably been that way for for a while but i i don't really i've never really recognized it as that as that way uh you know legba in in the voodoo tradition is is a, a trickster and i definitely have a connection with legba uh and and with all the trickster uh, archetypes they they come up very often in my, uh, meditations and experience, but I, I've never really, uh, consider myself a trying to, to, to do that. It's more so I, I don't, I don't want to share ideas in a bland way in, in, in a way that have no, uh, no juice, nothing to to connect to there There has to be more than just just the opinion or just the just the fact or just the information, but to have some type of uh, some playfulness uh, mixed with it uh, makes it more uh, more fun for me because it's all a play for me. Uh, this this whole experience is a play for me so I, I want most of my expressions to be as playful as they can be
1: <laughs> Amen to that <laughs> I, I, I pretty much came to a similar conclusion in a different way but I was like, you know, life is just happening so you might as well laugh about it you know and it's really as you get to a certain place where all of a sudden you notice that things that would really upset you before, all of a sudden it's really quite funny, and then it always mm-hmm. sort of works itself out. It's like the the leela, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I made a statement about that last night related to mindfulness and changing the the full mindful from F U L L to F O O L to be mindful or, or mindful to see that the mind is, is the fool Ooh. and that the mind is the one that fools us. Yes. Uh, and, and then that way, mindfulness is playful. It's, it's not just this serious. Uh, oh, I, I have to be aware of everything of and be present. No, it's just laugh with what, with, Whatever perception you have, laugh with the perceptions others have. Find the value in it. Uh, and it's okay to even laugh when you find value because that, you know, laughter is a, is celebratory. So, uh, fooling around, mind fooling around is more fun for me than than just mindfulness
1: (laughs) I like that mindful but people like really are fooled like I don't know why I decided to get engaged in a because I had a feeling I was like should we talk about this today or not even though it's like handing over vaccinations right so I got in a Mm -hmm. debate with some people last night on a page about vaccinations and it's been going all through today and they're just all hardcore like They think I'm nuts. They think I'm irresponsible. They're like, you're endangering society, like all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's like the full flip. And I'm constantly being reminded that there's so many of us that are always believing completely different things, you know, Mm -hmm. but I know to be truth, which I think is the opposite. And I'm kind of like, Hey guys, I'm actually trying to help you because I think if you really understood what this was, you probably wouldn't want it in your body, but you're, you're fooled, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) You're Mm -hmm. fooled.
2: So no. mm-hmm. Yeah, and and even and even I can become fooled in, in my uh opinions or perspectives thinking that I need to uh need to make sure that people understand this or understand that. Like I, I know that people have uh their own will, their own directives and directions and so I, I while what I share, people do say help has helped them through the pandemic and help them maintain a grounded and more light outlook and uh, to say things they haven't been able to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also am not I'm not saying these things because I want to anything. Uh, or in perspective because they got to where they're at the same, similar to how I did, just through, through their own experiences, through their own, uh, accumulations of, of whatever. And while I do feel some of the ideas that people endorse can, uh, lead to suffering, uh, that's what they're feeling about. Our ideas, they're feeling the same thing. And so they're still coming from a place of compassion at the root, but oftentimes it's expressed in this way where they they can't understand that there's other perspectives, there's other scientific data, other conclusions, other uh, professional opinions about the matter that are just being uh, censored away. And because of that, it does make me a little more fiery in in the way that I express things because there there is an active move to make everything one story and one sided. It's similar to like how the radio stations only uh, like hip hop or the black radio stations only play a certain type of hip hop or certain type of rap or music on the station. And that's all you get there. Whereas I'm not mad at, at uh, Cardi B and, and uh, Migos and them, uh, Playboy Cardi, they, they do some dope music, but if that's all that's being pushed, then it's, then where's the other, where, where's the balance and that's what's happening now there's only one agenda one narrative being pushed and and it's not beneficial and it's not what liberty is based on either
1: not at all no it's not that word liberty it's so it's so interesting being in canada and watching the united states from up here and from the perspective that i have and we have and we're just like what the heck but there's yeah so much talk about liberty and then like this Mm -hmm. pursuit of liberty and this need to fight for it but like fighting for what like it's nothing you know the truth will set everyone free but people are fooled it goes back to this like people are legitimately it's really hard for them to break out of their own thinking and accept that you know, a lot of the major governing pretty much all of them, like the systems, the corporations, every major, everything in this world is not necessarily operating in our favor. They act like they are in some ways. And then there's other stuff going on too, which is, as you know, like an ongoing agenda to keep people sick and psychologically disturbed and all of this kind of stuff. And it's kind of like, I think that's why we're here on the planet right now is to assist Mm -hmm. with this process of like helping awaken, you know, enough people so that we can make a shift and have real liberty you know, which has nothing to do with anything that we've been living in, and yet we can have liberty inside of our own personal experience whenever we want. As you know, right?
2: True, 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 true indeed. I, I think many of the people who who are promoting the the agenda are well meaning. I, I I think all of them have just an idea and a place where they're coming from where. Where they've been heavily indoctrinated uh, by uh, by industry, who who has vested interests, and, and and the educational books, all the books that are used in school and the perspectives that are used in universities are ninety nine percent of the time going to be ones that are. Are uh, funded and promoted by vested interests and so the people end up thinking they're getting education and knowing what's up and they end up through having a heart of wanting to do well for others and wanting to help mm. but having the intellectual indoctrination of the rockefeller foundation and the bill and melinda gates foundation some of these some of these different, and, and a lot of the people we can't, we can't even really name because they've done so well to remain hidden, or their organizations or trusts have remained hidden. But there are people who make sure to sculpt the way we view things. And so tons of well meaning people are just sculpted into viewing things a certain way. And they, they make an argument that though us or others who have outside the box perspectives are indoctrinated by whatever uh whatever naturopath or or natural doctor or something they're saying well they have a product that they're selling and they have uh they have their own interests and, and it's so uh it just doesn't compare because the amount they're not lobbyists. Those aren't the lobbyists, the biggest lobbyists of our government. Those aren't the biggest uh source of income for the the media agencies, but big pharma is. Big pharma is the biggest lobbyist and the and the source of income and funding for uh all mainstream media and so when when make the argument that we can be indoctrinated by uh by you know dr buttar or some other little uh doctor doctor axe or whoever's on (laughs) on there sharing a more natural well they don't have a billion dollar trillion dollar budget to influence me. I've been I'm a Rasta, you know what I'm saying? It's like natural liberty, uh, i to living has been a part of Rasta since a long time. So when y'all trying to associate natural living and not wanting to wear a mask and not wanting a vaccine with, with some Trump supporters or something like that, it's just weird. Have have you noticed that? That like automatically people will think others are Trump supporters or right wing conservatives. This was
1: all part of it. Don't you? So this is very clear to me. This is all part of it because it's all about the division. Right? So that's what happened. We went right and left, uh, maskers, no maskers, anti-vaxxers, vaxxers. vaxxers, Like, and it's like, again, this division. And it's not that it's not black and white. Like, you know, that expression right now is more ironic than ever. Is it not like it's, it's not black and white, Like there's so much gray everywhere. And it's just like, it's all about division. And so, What I think is so interesting now, though, and this is why I'm really like excited for what's gonna happen next because, like, God's in charge here, like, you know, the Mm -hmm. divine is in charge, and I really think this whole situation has been set up to, like, blow everybody's consciousness corona like wide open with understanding truly how different we all are and how different our perspectives are and yet we have to find a way to coexist in a way that's and and be human like be humane you know be humane to one another like one of the things i found Mm I've had discussions, many discussions with people, like about vaccinations, for example, over the years. And I remember I was having a discussion with one guy and I told him, because I do, I literally, I legitimately know at least personally a half a dozen um, families and individuals who have had severe vaccine injuries. I've had one that wasn't as bad, but you know, this is, so that's personally. And then like not personally hearsay, there's of course many, many, many more. This man I was conversing with said to me, oh, that's a lie. I don't believe you. That is not true. And I'm like, wow, this is unbelievable. And this is what I said to these people I was debating with this morning. I said, why would I put myself out here to be ridiculed by you? Like yeah. you're all insulting me. You're diminishing me. You just think I'm ridiculous. And I'm still mm-hmm. here talking to you. Like, why else would I do that? Unless like th- there would be no purpose. You really actually risk a lot when you speak about certain things. So I respect that you're really, you know, very vocal yeah. in your own way. Have, have people ever taken you literally like going <laughs> You say things like, "Do people sometimes not get what
2: you're talking about?" Yeah, every now and again, there's a few people who take it literal, and then other people will have to be like, "Yo, it's sarcasm," "Yo, it's irony," or something. Or He's being facetious. They, you know, they, they'll try to, you know, clarify it for uh They'll say, "I'm using reverse psychology" or something, and and that's you know, those are different ways that you could look at it you can label it uh basically i just i think about the arguments that i'm getting from people against the way i want the way i live my life and i think about how dumb they sound and i and i attempt to i attempt to say their argument for them i basically attempt to say their argument for them that that's basically where i'm coming from uh when I'm doing it, so. <laughs> I can see
1: that. And then when you do that, isn't it funny? So, so what's so interesting about life on planet Earth right now is we can basically justify anything that we want and you can see like even so many of these like spiritual leaders are being revealed as like corrupt and narcissists and all this stuff like you can really make anyone believe anything but you can also make yourself believe anything so humanity has been under this spell for a long time of you know this very whatever you want to call it you know this sort of whatever the agenda or you know whatever and it's but i think we're, 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 we're meant to break out of this now. And so there's more and more of us, like, to me, it's like so obvious. Like when I talk to some of these people, I'm like, how can you not see this? Like, this is just so obvious. And yet so many people, their minds cannot even allow them to consider uh, anything other than what they've been programmed and structured in. It's like cattle, you know?
2: Yeah. The news, the people are connected to the news programs uh, and that those are their experts. And they they're afraid if you're afraid of what's going to happen, do who do you want to hear from me sitting in this messy home, my disheveled hair, you know what I'm saying, and you you know what I'm saying? you just sit there and the, or do you want someone with a white coat on, and you know someone that five other news agencies said it's the top nation's top disease infectious disease expert that's that's who you want that that's who you're gonna trust if you're if you're in deep fear for your life you're gonna trust that guy you're gonna trust uh the anyone who's put before you as the expert and i I know myself to be an expert on my body and and any doctors I would consider. Uh, them, you know, d- depending on their level of specialty and different things, people who can help, help you with your own expertise of your body. Uh, and, and maybe they have uh, expertise in, or specialize in the heart or if they or you know, the, or in, in removing cancers, you know, I, I support, any, any doctor who is attempting to move alongside with other people, knowing their, knowing themselves and people being the primary uh, knower of their body. But that's not how the medical system is is moving. It's moving where we need to trust in other experts. We need to trust in the official narrative of the media. And if we don't, if we're in danger. We're a threat to society if we don't trust in the media now. And and now everyone, even revolutionaries, are on the same page. Like people who are saying fuck the police uh, and saying, you know, defund the police are the same people that voted for. Police and and prosecutors to be uh, the president and the vice president. Uh, We we actually are are more for the the police state than we know now, and it's it's through indoctrination. It's it's through a a media indoctrination there's a great population i actually i would say it's about it seems like it's about 50% of the nation or or more of i'm talking about america right now uh seems like they are very much concerned with uh with making someone else their expert and and their their leader
1: Well, that's sort of what we've been taught to do. And it's it's interesting that you brought that up because I have been thinking about that a lot the past few days. And I think about this a lot because that is our number one tool always, is our self, is our knowledge of self. And so when you have... A connection and an intuition to yourself, you do you, you have a different relationship with yourself. And then you know what's going on with your body, you know, and then you know yourself better. And of course, like you said, like, when you need to, you know, in guidance, if you need to work with professionals, you can and you do, but that should be our primary medicine is ourself. In fact, you know, like in spiritual terms, we talk about people having medicine, every single human being has medicine, like, even if they're not a healer and that's actually what our job is here on the earth is to to connect with that but this mm-hmm. system is is teaching us the opposite which is to listen to and to obey and to even like if you go through school you know like I couldn't wait to graduate from high school and I didn't go to university even though I could have I got into the schools and the programs that I wanted to I just felt like I'd been mind controlled for, for that like my whole life and I was like I got to get out of here so I went traveling instead and then life took me on a different journey of you know discovering the healing arts and the music and all this stuff and I have never returned to university um, mm-hmm. I could now from a different place but I, I remember feeling that so strongly and I remember even in school you see it's not really about intelligence it's about learning to take in information and memorize it and then re- relay it back well and then that's it and then you don't even retain half of the stuff that you lose so that's actually training you to be a certain type of, of person, right? And so then, you know, at some point, some of us find or some of us are born into, you know, a different realization and we decide like, hey, I want to be aware or hey, you know, I want to break this mold. And then we begin this journey of like undoing which so many people have not begun yet. So, and maybe they're not meant to, this has been a big thing for me this year too. It's just Mm -hmm. really accepting. Not everyone is meant to be awake. Not everyone, you know, people talk about this grand awakening, whatever, you know, I've even said it myself, but is it really, you know, because not everyone is there. We're all on our own journey and we're not meant to judge someone else's journey. Right.
2: Yeah. Well, when it, when it comes to meaning, that's, that's the, the thing we, there's universal meaning in, in things we could say we all can agree on, but I don't know what, I don't know what those are. Uh, meaning usually seems like it's very, uh, personal or, uh, more, more related to perspective than, than anything else. So when we're talking about, are we meant to, everyone's meant to understand, uh, everyone is to find their own meaning that that can be fueled with with their enthusiasm uh and people are still doing that they're still looking for meaning in in all of it in their life and they don't have they don't have the meaning they don't know what what's meant to be because they're not giving it meaning uh and you don't have to give anything meaning it's okay for it to have no meaning as well uh and for us to have no uh, particular conclusion about what any of it means but meaning is is one of our greatest magical tools that's all that's all meaning is a is a part of magic, and we've we've started to see meaning is as a part as some reality and it's not meaning is more of an art uh, more of a liberal art that's why uh, it's it's part of the seven liberal arts uh, when we're talking about grammar logic and rhetoric in in the uh, masonic system when they talk about the seven liberal arts uh the the trivium or the first three are the grammar rhetoric and logic and that's where meaning comes into play and meaning you you'll see that there there was no meaning without man or woman to to give a meaning that being said, it, it's time for us to find our greatest uh meanings by applying our greatest attitudes, and, and that's gratitude. That like that's the first greatest attitude. So if we start with gratitude for just being, uh gratitude for another's perspective, gratitude for their point of view, even if it disagrees with me. Uh, if I can have that. It gives me a little more compassion for, and in a discussion with another who has a different perspective than I, uh, and it, it allows me to also see the hurt that would lead someone to to insult or get start to berate or belittle another based upon uh, differing views. So it just increases compassion. The more We understand that there's no meaning, that all meaning is arbitrary. We're sort of giving it our own, uh, however we're looking at it. Mm -hmm. So what makes my meaning better than yours? Nothing, really. But if I try to control your meaning or try to control what you want to, if my meaning means that I need to control you or make you believe in my meaning, then my meaning isn't strong. It's, it's not sturdy. It has no magic to it. Uh, but if, if I know that yours is just as valid as mine, then that's fine. That, that's, that's blossoming. Uh, and true, some people's perspectives and the way they apply their life will cause, uh, harm to themselves and others. But, We can only use our expression as best as we can in relation to, uh, communicating with others. We can't, we can't prevent anybody from getting vaccines who that's part of their desire. If that's their, if that's their will, uh, and their understanding through their indoctrination, no amount of words that I have to say is going to help them. But if they do have a desire to change, if they, if they're like sort of, hmm, I, I sort of want to know more about this, then it's very possible that sharing some words with them would, would bring them. So it's not really about you trying to change someone, it's more so if, if you have pieces of info for another who may be interested in either strengthening their, their position or, or they're, they're considering their position and would like more information, because that's happened with me. People have approached me looking for more information about vaccines. I've given it to them and they, they argued me for a few months and then eventually was like, you know what, I'm done with vaccines. Uh, and so they wanted to to learn more. But most of the people that come on to the pages trying to argue you, or if you're trying, if you're having a conversation, they're not trying to learn more. They're not trying to expand. Mm.
1: It's true. Or they they just can't. They're so fixed in there. In where they're at, they just—they're not—they're not not there yet. But um you touched on something there that kind of made me giggle because I was thinking, like, because I've been thinking about like the divine's role in all this, especially because in the election, there's like—you saw the divide come through the religious piece in the United States too, right? You have this like heavy Christian thing going on, and then like everybody praying, like I saw like pastors and churches praying, you know. And then I was like, well, there's the result. Like, is this what God wants? Like, so it was this God's result. And then with the vaccine, there's people who have been praying for a vaccine they are so happy right. now that the vaccine is here because now life can go back to normal when they get their vaccine and that is their genuine truth in this moment <laughs> so like it's it is so funny just to think again about like beliefs and desires and meanings all the things like all the things exist down here you know
2: right. so. why didn't they just pray for healing for the people why did they need Why do they need to pray for the vaccine? You know,
1: because (laughs) they don't even know what healing is. And this is the whole thing. So I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, this so called pandemic began in March, you know, which even if you crunch the numbers, like, come on, like, this is this, it's fascinating to me. Crunch the numbers. Look at other pandemics in history. Other pandemics in history wiped out, like, half of the world's population in a matter of, like, six months. Like, boom. Like, you know, you walk out in the street and, like, people are, like, oh, like, there's bodies everywhere, you know? Like, we haven't really seen this mm-hmm. play out anywhere. No. The numbers compared to, that's, like, that's
2: because That's because social distancing and masks <laughs> have been doing so... So good. That's uh,
1: right. Your posts taught me about that. Thank you so much.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it. It definitely. If you mention even mention it, like I, I shared something today that was talking about how how many people have left their body uh this year, and and how the number is extremely low in comparison to the years. Uh, previous years how many people have been dying throughout the year this year is very low and uh, Facebook added a little attachment to the to the thing said that this is out of context and and I'm just like and they added a little uh, article Uh, and it's really weird to me that that they get to decide context and decide conclusions for, for us now. And everyone's okay with it. Like back in the day and even still to this day, I I think still people, they they watch movies where they're seeing these, this Terminators and the matrix and 1984, uh, Fahrenheit 451. Like these things are happening now. And people, you know, they watch the movies and when they see the antagonists in the movie, they're like, oh yeah, them people, you know, they bogus. They bogus for, you know, taking away people's rights or for censoring them or for doing this, that, and the other. But now that they're a part of it, I don't see this the same people that that used to be against that that shit. I don't see them against it now. They're they're sort of for. And on board with the with the state, they're on board with with biosecurity. Like people want it. Uh, it, it 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 appears. And maybe maybe I'm just uh, observing things in a weird way, but or maybe it's the media doing a Wizard of Oz game where. Where it's making me think that it seems like people are desirous of of this, because m- most of the people that I talk to in in real life and in my circle, they're not down with it. You know what I'm saying? They don't want anything to do with the the way that this great reset is moving.
1: So actually, I'm I'm curious about this great reset because um. I just sort of tune in as guided to things, but I heard in my own ear, the great reset at the beginning of this, like way at Mm -hmm. the beginning, like spirit said the great reset to me. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. And I interpreted it in one way. And now Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of people speaking about this. So I'd love for you to explain a little bit about what that means.
2: Well, it's, it's just a term that's been taken on by uh, many internationalism uh and and globalists uh as as the goal. It's it's sort of the new name for the new world order. Uh, it's just taken on uh this is this is one of the phases uh of the new world order. And when we say New World Order, once again we're referring to the terms that the vocabulary that's being used by, by certain agencies and organizations, because in, just in and of itself, a new world order, I don't see anything wrong with that, those words. We can, we can deal with new, make, make things new and have a greater, uh, sense of order in our, uh, in a, yeah in our world in our day to day uh but the way that it's being promoted and and used and, and the agendas behind uh that vocabulary is something totally different from from what we would like to see uh from from a great reset that we would like to see, and even in that like there's from a potential of good, we could see a greater set would allow uh debt and uh, the old ways that didn't serve us to fall away, and we start new with new and better uh approaches uh and that that's something to to work towards. We can still be building that uh while uh Others may be working on a great reset that involves uh, resetting the currency to uh, to a, to a new standard and having having it uh, be a global uh, economic uh, a global economic. Control over over an one economic system uh, through through digital currency and and through through this currency, it's just sort of like what's going on in in China. I guess that's the best way to to describe it. The way that China has been moving, they're they're sort of like <clears throat> at the for the forerunners of what the Great Reset is. Uh, where you have to use digital currency to buy and sell and your phone and, uh, your, your computer information. It's, it's all linked to the government. Uh, so basically it's a biosecurity state that, that they're going for where all your information will be available within you uh and those will be your papers that'll be your your ability to buy and sell uh through through either you know fingerprint they won't fingerprints are too easy to hack so it'll have to eventually be some type of thing printed into people which you know those digital markers they've been that Bill Gates has been working on
1: It's just like mind boggling to me. Cause I just, I don't There's, again, there's so many variations in human beings. So like people like me and you and most of the people we know and lots of other people too, like we would never be this like evil or, and again, but they're not evil. I totally, I, I totally agree with what you were saying about that everyone thinks that they're doing the best thing. I, I absolutely believe that, you know, mm-hmm. people's again, but, and it all comes down mm-hmm. to, to belief system. Um, but actually something else I wanted to, to mention about meaning though, kind of relating back to what you were just saying is like, but then what happens is that words get hijacked and all of a sudden words get hijacked. So they don't mean what they mean anymore. And so I've been a little confused about this because like, I feel like that word, like the great awakening has been hijacked now by all these different groups. Cause there's been like, this year has been wild. And like, I've never seen so much propaganda.
2: <laughs> You know, right, right. Mm-hmm. it it broke up. I broke up for a minute, but I I got the gist of what you're saying. The heights of the propaganda from of using these different words and vocabulary uh, over this past year. How it's it seems sort of blown out of proportion, and it is. Uh, it is there it makes you wonder, you know, are there are there people just running with this of their own volition? Are they getting paid to whatever the case? Uh it's best to to just create. Do your do your own creations, uh give love and service locally uh and and let everything that has been real for for us since before continue to be real for us now, everything that's worked for us to let it just keep working, to keep maintaining it because there are so many more distractions than, than before. It's so easy to get caught up in a conversation that, that in the long run will make no difference in the long run. But then how do you know? Because sometimes there's a conversation that really impact somebody you know when they read those words and they so how do you know how do you know to pick how to pick your battles well is it a part of your true will what is your true will what is your are you here to do uh and no one else can give you that uh so Maybe someday it is your true will, and for maybe for an hour it is your true will to begin into an argument with someone back and forth on Facebook and maybe there is some great but that will come out of it, but we do have to uh relegate ourselves to spirit to that guidance so that we can use use our moments all as as a part of our great awakening, not to be not to be great awakening others, not to be the great alarm clock for others, but to uh, maybe to help. How how do you, how do you help someone when they wake up? You know, how, can you bring them some water? How do you help someone when they're still sleeping? You, can you put on soothing music for them? Uh, can you uh, put on another blanket for them? You know what I'm saying? There's, there's different ways to serve people for where they're at. Uh,
1: (laughs) I like that. true and well like, there's also that thing too about letting go of needing to wake up other people too and just realizing mm-hmm. like everyone's on their own journey and again if we stay in guidance you know it's very likely that a part of our guidance is going to be service to others in some form which you know i feel and you know obviously you do too that we feel something within us something that's stirring within us that says like i have to speak about this i have to share about this i'm not going to be silent about this right
2: there's right And then, like, when we're being, you know, I like to get up at a time when nobody else is up. uh, And so it's still really peaceful. And so there's, everyone don't need to be up at the same time. Everyone don't need to get up at the same time. Then it's like, you know, everyone's trying to use the bathroom at the same time. And then it's like, no, how about, you know everybody just wake up on their own time uh, and in their own pace <clears throat> and there's a there's a or sometimes if like if you're on a road trip, sometimes you need to sleep while the other person drives or vice versa and so the great awakening I think is is about understanding the benefits of of being awake and being asleep and how how both of them are the great awakening uh always <laughs>
1: and that's the uh, and there you have it <laughs> being asleep i i kind of saw like the yin and the yang in my mind when you saw that just like awake and asleep and that's just the thing right it's this we're doing this divine dance which includes all all of the things and embracing Mm -hmm. all of the things because it's not you know all light or all darkness or it's 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 everything you know actually my son has two middle names but one of them is gray, like for that reason like you know like Mm -hmm. it's not black and white like it's it's gray. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so tell us what are you working on music wise right now
2: Uh, Music wise, I have, um, the first album that I've ever produced completely myself. That's coming out, uh, soon it's called rainbow body. And it's all, it's about rainbow body. A couple of the songs is about rainbow body. One of the songs is about plant medicine. One is about having a great day and a great night. And, uh, yeah that'll come out i i believe on the twentieth uh or the twenty first uh and i have a lot of a lot of music uh for next year as well uh but i'm really excited about this project uh rainbow body because i've never uh i've done a lot of music like i have i don't know how many albums but probably like twenty five or something and the I've never produced my own so this is my first my baby here
1: that's, congratulations
2: thank you thank you
1: that's a big uh there, it is a difference definitely because like cause I do both too there's definitely a difference between like producing your own music and then like yeah and then working with other people so that's incredible yeah yeah
2: yeah it was, it was very fun I don't know when I'll do it again but uh because I've slowed up on on the beats for a while but uh yeah uh, I'm excited to share that with the audience and you did it. I got
1: you, did it. you made a self-produced album there you go I mean that's like yeah a, that's a huge accomplishment right there so congratulations yeah. so um oh yeah so one other thing <laughs> I want it. so it's Christmas time so I'm hoping you can share every year since I've known you, which is a while now, like I was thinking about it. I think we, well, yeah, that's what everyone, we were at a, we were at a UFO ranch. <laughs> we did a show in Washington state and it was at a, a I forget what it was called now. What was that? Do you remember?
2: East, East Seti, East Seti ranch. ranch.
1: That's right. The East Seti Ranch. And we, we saw all kinds of things in the sky and all kinds of fun stuff. That was funny, but that was, like, 2014, I think?
2: Something like that, yeah.
1: Like that, so six years. But every, so every year that I've known you since then, because I've always followed you since then, I look forward to your Christmas stories, (laughs) because I'm like, what next? (laughs) Like, every, so I'm so curious. Is this just, like, something that you got, I mean, obviously you're very into, like, the meaning of words and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. what was it about, like, Christmas that in particular... There seems to be a
2: lot about Christmas. Well, well, when I, when I was little, if I felt a little, well, first of all, my Earth Day is the day after Christmas, which is the three hundred sixtieth day of the year, and so I've always felt very festive around around this time, and I've always, well, as a child, I felt what could be called the spirit of Christmas. Uh, it was like uh, just. Family, playfulness, exchanging of of things, uh, we of gifts and things we like, uh, and just bringing joy. And so that was all wonderful for me. I liked it. And then as I got bigger and got into some deeper studies, I started uh, getting all this information, how, you know, it's evil. And, you know, well, first of all, Santa Claus, when they tell you Santa Claus isn't real when you get that you get that story and then you start getting all this information that <clears throat> uh you know it, it could be related to a pagan holiday where they were doing these sacrifices and uh it was all just debauchery and and gluttony and on Saturnalia, uh the the feast of saturn and you know, as a Rasta, you know, we, we, would, we would burn Christmas, you know, fire burn Santa Claus, fire burn, you know, that, that, that stuff. We, don't, we wouldn't deal with it. And so for a long time, you know, that's how, how I was. And then, uh, then my children uh, were born and they seemed to want to tap in to to the spirit and of of christmas and i was you know i was a little uh questioning of it i was resistant but then i i started to uh ask i I just started to, to look at things and i started to look at the lights of the christmas trees and the colors and i was like these colors are uh, amazing. This reminds me of like Rasta colors. Actually, I started thinking like how Christmas was, uh, how Rasta celebrate Christmas all the time, because we always have trees. We always have them, the same colors, the red, gold, and green. We, uh, you know, we'd be wearing them hats too when we got the beers and, uh, you know, I was just seeing, seeing little silly connections and i was like I, I see why this is cool but then i was like well is there an inner is there an inner meaning and you know people would always share the the horus and mithras and how there's these other saviors and and talk about you know the sun you know from the zeitgeist thing they talk about you know it's the son of god and talking about it's an astrology uh how christmas is some type of a astronomical observation that's and yes, those things definitely come into play, but for me, the things that mean most to me is is my body and and life uh and so I wanted to look into to the mysteries of Santa Claus and my body, and I saw that you know he stays at the North Pole and comes down a chimney uh and i that's the chimney reminds me of my spine and the North pole reminded me of my head. And so I, I just had these thoughts. And the more I would think about it, the more I would end up finding books like the occult anatomy of man by manly P hall or, uh, or where is it? This other book, the God, God, man, the word made flesh, uh, Also, this one gets in funny. This one gets into it too. That man up north, right? The North Pole. Uh, So, there's, I found a lot of books. There was another one when Santa was a shaman. They started getting into all these uh, other connections about Santa and Christmas. And the more I looked into it, the more I could see that all mythologies, all religious stories, they maybe they happened, maybe they didn't, but there's always going to be a, a layer, an inner layer that relates completely to your sacred anatomy, to your esoteric anatomy and biology, whether it's the Bible, Bhagavad Gita, uh, egyptian scriptures whatever it is the the innermost and the the primary meaning is about you like if you look at the temples in egypt they're they're built to the same ratios that the human body is and this is uh certain temples uh, what, what book gets into that uh well, I I don't see the book here. I will pull Hello. it out, but it's uh, yeah, yeah. But the the temple, the temples were the human body. So why would people? Why would the Egyptians build these huge temples that correspond to the ratios of the human body? If they weren't pointing to the human body, they were, and that's what all of these myths are pointing to as well even if we develop a new myth and start stringing you know like rudolph just we just made rudolph up like in in the early 1900s or mid 1900s you know what i'm saying and a lot of the stories related to santa claus just came about in the 1900s uh they weren't even around before so like trying trying to get uh, find some ancient meaning. I don't care about the ancient meaning. Like, I, well, I do. I like the ancient meanings too. I like what the what the meanings they found and to study that. But the most important meaning is, is your own. And the most important for me is something that relates to me. That's the most practical. Uh, and so I started to see it through that lens and started to see when they said Santa Claus laid a finger aside of his nose and up the chimney, he rose. They say that in the, it was the night before Christmas. That's, you know, that's breathing yoga. They, they, they have a song called silver and gold, silver and gold. That's enough. You know, you got the silver nadi, you got the gold knotty, uh, or the solar nadi and the, sil- uh, and the lunar nadi. On the left and right sides, these energy channels of the, uh, of the breath and the prana. You have a sleigh. A sleigh is a chariot. Uh, a, a sleigh is a chariot. You, they're the same thing. A sleigh is a chariot. A chariot- How do you say chariot in Hebrew? Merkava. Merkava. The Merkaba. Merkaba is how you sl- say chariot or sleigh. So Santa rides a Merkaba. How many points does a star tetrahedron or Merkaba have? Well, here's, here's a star tetrahedron. And if you count them, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight points on the star tetrahedron. And if you go to the inside of it, you have an octahedron right in the middle. Of the star tetrahedron, here I could let's see if I can show. Uh, this is a crumbled up. It's hard to show you, but in the middle of a of a tetrahedron is an octahedron, which has eight faces. You have eight faces on the octahedron, which is known as a Murkava vehicle. You have eight points on a star tetrahedron, which is known as a Murkabo or a sleigh vehicle. That you travel. So Santa Claus is traveling across the whole universe, across all the Earth in a sleigh. Uh, the only way you could do that is with some type of Merkaba energy vehicle. And so I'm seeing all of these connections related to, to Santa that could only uh, they only make sense to me. Because how else does the eight then another way the eight makes sense is the eight directions. Uh, that's the reason why the eight is connected to it, because those are sort of like the coordinates that people uh, uh, travel north, south, east, west, northeast, southeast, southwest, north northwest. Uh, the the eight directions are how you can go everywhere. And they're used, they're plugged into magical diagrams uh, for astral or Merkabah travel. So all of these different things. That, I mean, there's there's tons of even the dreidel. If we go to the uh, Hanukkah, today's Hanukkah, isn't it? Today Hanukkah, tomorrow. When it, tomorrow. At night, uh, the dreidel time. looks. J- it looks just like the little uh, Merkaba too, and it's spinning. The dreidel is is to mimic the Merkaba. Uh, y'all y'all know that little top that they spin.
1: Yeah. The, the, we used to sing a song when we it's, were kids, like dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I made it out of clay. It's like a little a folk song. I think it's like a Hebrew ba- based yeah. on that tradition. So, yeah. Oh, wait a second, but aren't you exactly. in your theory then? Aren't you saying like are we all Santa Claus then?
2: Yeah, the Klaus, Klaus is Klaustrum. Uh, and that's, everyone's brain has Klaustrum. Everyone's brain has Klaustrum. So everyone has Santa Claus in their brain. Uh, <laughs> and, and you can secrete the oil from from this Klaustrum, uh as well through different practices. And so I, I see Santa Claus as imagination. So when when parents said that Santa Claus isn't real, when when they finally told their kids that he wasn't real, that's when they actually were lying to their children and were destroying the the most true thing, which is imagination, the most true is imagination. And so Santa Claus is real. And because if you use your imagination, all of the you can find Santa Claus from. You can find the North Pole, you can find the chimney, you can find uh th- all of these even even the the shepherds crook, the the candy cane, that that's the spine and the pathway to the third eye, which is uh a breathing exercise to breathe from your spine to your third eye in the form of, of a, of a shepherd's crook. All the whole thing is, is about us. It's about you. It's about me. And Santa Claus is real. Santa Claus is the imagination. Cause here, here's another name for Santa Claus. Chris Kringle. Have you heard of that one? Yeah. Yeah. Chris Kringle means Christ child. Chris Christ, Kringle, child, Christ, child, that's all it means. It didn't even mean Santa Claus, Santa Claus means Jesus Christ or a baby jesus and and who's the baby Jesus that we celebrate when we celebrate Christmas? It's me and you, we're celebrating the the life force in us and and if if you want to celebrate someone from two thousand years ago, too do that, you know that's wonderful. Uh, I I have a connection to that story and that uh, wonderful friend, but simultaneously I, I would never try to push my understanding of something from 2,000 years ago on someone else because that sounds foolish. How am I going to try to push my understanding about something that happened 2,000 years ago on you when I don't even remember what happened two days ago in my own house. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember what happened here two days ago, but I'm supposed to tell you that I know what happened 2000 years ago in some country that I ain't never been to. Come on now. So do I have a relationship with, with Christ? Yeah. But it's, it's all in my imagination and I put my faith in it, but my faith has to go into my imagination. So my relationship with Jesus my relationship with Santa, with Shiva, with all the gods, they're all in my imagination. So, so I'm placing my faith in what? My imagination. So who's God? My imagination. So who's Santa? Who's Jesus? Who's Kuan Yin? My imagination, your imagination. But imagination doesn't mean imaginary and not real. Imagination is the most real thing. That's the most real thing. <laughs> it is the
1: most real thing and it also I'm like whoa there's so I mean there's so many words in there like magic like magi and then the word nation is in there too like imagination like imagination which um
2: mm-hmm.
1: we I think the last thing we'll get to here but far is such a great conversation but something I've really been thinking about a lot and I want to bring this to you because I'm sure you're like have this awareness of this um I think we really need to start taking our understanding of how we create reality and with our imaginations and take it to an another level because i see a lot of people teaching about like manifestation like to get things for themselves what they want which is fine of course like you know we're all living and it's fine to get what you want but i really think like we need to start visioning together imagining together and really using what we know and and this is what the series is about too and then using our words to like like talk speak the speak a new world into being but not the new world order like the world that we want you know like the peaceful world
2: i i i'm in in agreement uh that manifestation uh is is to be used for compassion and for service and that's yes we serving ourselves with compassion and service is is key because we can't serve any anyone else if we're in a poorly state. So we do have to keep up the self-care of manifestation for ourselves. But the more we understand ourselves, the more we, we know that our neighbors, our friends, the people that we've seen as enemies, the people that uh, annoy us in our day-to-day interactions, that these people also deserve the best things in their life because the only the only reason people will be having some issue and I'd be getting into it with them is they're not fulfilled or I'm not fulfilled so let us work towards manifesting the best for ourselves and others even our enemies there's no I don't even see enemy as a real thing but if there's someone who's against us they're against us because they're somehow unfulfilled or ungrounded and and so yeah, we would want we would even want to manifest the most beautiful things for those who are against us, uh, let alone are the people who are neutral and uh, and the people who care for us, and we can do it uh cuz we are the placebo we we are the power you know we have a personal connection each and every one of us to the infinite intelligence that develops and maintains and destroys worlds that maintains bodies that allows for eyes to form and see and process light that infinite intelligence is us we are one with it so we can manifest with the wisdom and intelligence of that source
1: we can which is precisely what the whole system is designed to like not allow not not teach people that not make people aware of that because that's actually the single greatest threat right is like a whole bunch of awakened people, awakened in the sense of, you know, they've gained their personal sovereignty and personal for, uh, personal power back. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see how things play out. But I, I have faith, you know, this whole time since the beginning, I feel like, um, I, I just feel like it's all going to get exposed. You know, I feel like, I feel like a lot's mm-hmm. going to get exposed mm-hmm. and we will see different, you know, changes. And, you know, regardless, I know we can always This is that thing, you know, I know you can relate to this too. Like, I know I could be happy anywhere, anything like I can, you know, as long as I have a certain level of, you know, basic comfort and, you know, I don't need to be in the world. And yet here we are in the world and feeling some sort of responsibility to do something about it or say something and not just run off into the forest, you know?
2: Definitely. It's a balance.
1: It's a balance already. I think our the sound is going out a little bit here, but thank you so much. Please tell everyone where they can find you. Everybody follow him, especially. Follow him online if you don't already. He's the best. Okay.
2: I'm on the Instagram at Illuminati Congo. I'm at uh, IlluminatiCongo.com. YouTube at Illuminati Congo. All of them places at Illuminati, C-O-N-G-O. <laughs>
1: I have to tell you, I get so many invites on Instagram to join the Illuminati, and I swear it's because of you. <laughs> I get them, my whole junk email box is full of them. And uh, one of my friends actually contacted them just as a joke to see what they were about. It's quite funny, whoever these people are. But, right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. That, that scam is ridiculous. And uh, <laughs> I wish I, I, will, I will pray for them. I will pray to manifest something else for those people so that they can uh, have a new hustle in their life.
1: Absolutely. Time for a new hustle. Thank you so much, John. Amazing. Illuminati Congo, everyone. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, Surya. Yes.
0: You've been listening to A Voice for Love. This is Surya Devi. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this series inspires you to discover your own voice for love so you can use it to be a force for good in your life and in the world. You can find me at SuryaDeviWorld.com. I wish you great joy, good health, and the courage to speak up for what you believe in. Peace.